You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. Well, welcome to Sexy Marriage Radio, where I think it's only fitting, even though I totally missed this last week, I've got to just stop the music and play something different. Because last week, Sexy Marriage Radio <laughs> turned six years old, Woo-hoo! which that's pretty awesome. Happy birthday to us. <laughs> and to and all, all our, our listeners. listeners. Yes. And to everybody that helps make this thing what it is, because that's pretty sweet to think about. Six years old. I mean, that's a long time. That's like starting. That's like first grade. You know, we're like, we've moved into public school. <laughs> Yeah, it's like we're no longer a shooting star, to quote Singing in the Rain. We are a glowing star in the cinema firmament. (laughs) Okay, maybe not. Fair enough. Okay, but it it is pretty cool to think about it, that it's been six years that Sexy Marriage Radio has been in existence. Mm -hmm. And I have to thank Gina, because she helped kind of get the thing launched. And I don't know if she still listens or not, even though I saw her. We saw her a couple of weeks ago at the AACC conference. But I also got to thank you. Because this is pretty awesome to think that this thing is is just maturing, and before long we'll be able to vote. Wait, that's a long way down the road. Um, but <laughs> or drink? No, <laughs> that's even further down <laughs> the road. Good. But but uh, hey, but first of all, I got to say uh, welcome to Sexy Marriage Radio, and thanks for taking some time out of your day to enjoy our birthday for a quick moment that we're doing on the beginning of this episode. And there we also go. have to say thank you to the listeners because uh, our listeners rock. They are the ones that, that really do help um, fuel the fire of, of where we may go, questions that we may answer, topics that we may cover. And we get those mainly from our inbox at feedback at sexymergeradio.com where we read every single email that comes in. But then we also use some of them for shows like we're going to do today, which mm-hmm. – you know, the email came in about an hour ago. So that's pretty quick turnaround service. And, and I, as soon as I read it, I thought Corey is going to want to go down this path. <laughs> exactly. I, I predicted it. It was easy. <laughs> exactly. Well, but I got to take a little bit of the time to, to start because um, birthdays are worth honoring, right? I mean, they're, they're worth noting and, and they're worth um, explaining and, and celebrating. Absolutely. And, you know, we started out this calendar year in the interest of vulnerability. Yep. And if it's okay, I want to touch on some vulnerable uh, things in my life because here's the thing, Corey, about birthdays. I'm coming up on November 25th on my 50th birthday. And entering the 50s, it's, it just really feels like a whole new era. But then I also realized that I started speaking and started as a youth pastor when I was 25. Okay. And so I'm also celebrating 25 years in ministry which is exciting to me. Yeah. However, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) I have also been so appreciative of some of our uh, listeners, you know, that love the show and kudos, kudos, but there's, you know, there's been a few who have sensed that maybe I would benefit from some time off. And that has really resonated with me that in 25 years of ministry, I've never taken a personal right. sabbatical. Right. I've been so focused on helping everybody else, but I really feel as if after this past really two years, but especially the past year, um, I really just need to focus on healing me a little yeah. bit more intentionally. And so there's just going to be some changes in my life to recalibrate and reboot and 
figure out who I am and uh hopefully enter into this season of being in my fifties with grace and <laughs> elegance and all that jazz. But I, I feel as if the past year I felt like a fish out of water up in the North. Okay. I love Northerners and I, I love, you know, so much of what I've gleaned and have you know experienced up there, but I've realized that you can take a girl out of the South, but you cannot take the South out of the girl. Okay. So, <laughs> That's so, a good phrase. Yeah. So part of my journey is I want to put myself in an area that really feeds my soul Mm -hmm. so that I can get stronger than ever before. I love mountains and trees and rivers and warm weather and all that jazz. So I'm going to be moving to Chattanooga, Tennessee over these next few weeks. But more than anything, um, I I really just want to take some time off to grieve some mm-hmm. really significant losses that I haven't had the chance to fully grieve yet. Um, in addition to the divorce and my dad's suicide and um, then losing my father-in-law, who was very dear to me, I realized that I have lost the three most important men in my life, all within about a six month or to a year span of time. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I'm really discovering what grief does to a person that it's, it's really taken me to my knees and sometimes in a good way and sometimes in a not so good way. And I realized that I just really need some time with my heavenly father to grieve the loss of my two earthly fathers and to figure out who I am as a single woman in ministry again. And so I just really appreciate you being so supportive of, uh, and being willing to, fill in the gap for me yeah. for a few weeks or months while I just kind of re- reboot. Yeah. And that's, that's one of those things that's, that's, that's pretty cool how this thing's unfolded because, you know, I made a comment earlier and you've even made this comment when we were prepping for the show today of, you know, the perception of some of our listeners are like, you know what, there's been some emails that have even come in almost stating verbatim that of, Shannon, I, you know, I, I have love and concern and care for Shannon, and, right. and maybe this is something that would really benefit her is if she just steps away for a little bit for perception's sake and for her perception and to right. make sure everything's clear. And, and that's some of the struggle because, um, you know, some behind the scenes with Sexy Marriage Radio. You know, if, if you're new to Sexy Marriage Radio, we're going to get to a topic that will help. This is some of the housekeeping things that are that, that must be addressed um, because we do have a relationship with our audience. I mean, I I, I really believe that. And, yeah, and I don't want to fall off the face of the earth and then wonder, not, yeah. what's going on? Yeah, not going to happen. So behind the scenes. But it's one of those things to that we've always tried to live and model Um vulnerability and, and life and, and realness. And, and Shannon and I are not married to each other. Uh, but it, if, if you're new and didn't know that, cause there are some, still some emails that come in that allude to that. And so, um, it is very possible in the interim that the, the person I am married to will be joining me on the microphone again, that that's still to be determined. Um, but it's one of those that it's worth noting the importance of just perception that it, that it allows each of us to get our feet under us. And mm-hmm. I think it's also worth noting just so our listeners, cause I know some of the people that listen to sexy marriage radio are also huge uh, followers of you. And so clarify what the break means that it's sexy marriage radio, not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not taking a complete break from right. Shannon ethics ministries. Uh, I have a women at the well workshop coming up 
in November, 5th through the 8th. And by the way, there's still a couple spots left if somebody wants to jump in on that. But I don't have another one until February. Right. I will continue talking with coaching clients, but that is all that I will be doing. I, I will not be doing Sexy Marriage Radio. I won't be doing other interviews with other media outlets. I'm just taking taking a big step back from the yeah. public media sector and just remaining connected to my intimate clients yeah. and um, and just continuing to put one foot in front of the other for a little bit. Yeah, I just want to say that for those people who are so intuitive that they picked it up, sometimes you get so bogged down in your own life that you don't see your own forest for the trees. And I just want to say thank you mm -hmm. for those who called this to my attention because it's just deeply resonated in me that, yeah, I do need to take a step back and just regain some perspective on who I am and what I'm all about and, uh, you know, my relationship with God. And I really want to minister to people and coach people out of the overflow of my life. And so I just need to fill my own cup for yeah. a little bit, just let God fill my own cup. And I, I feel like, uh, you know, speaking of trees and forests and all that, I, I definitely think that this movie is going to be a very healthy and healing transition for me. And so I'll just be back in touch. Yeah. When and that's, I feel and that's my God prayer. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's my prayer. And I can think I, I can speak for the audience. That's our prayer that, that that's what happens, that it truly is a, a time of renewal, restoration, um, healing, uh, refreshing, refreshing energy mm -hmm. building and resupplying. And because that, that just opens the door to so, so much more. And so right. from a, um, where do we go from here stance? I can't think of exactly how that would be, but what does this mean to the show? <laughs> I guess is the easiest way. Um, it, well, it's back in my lap. So it's, and it's not going to be just a dude talking sex because <laughs> I would not want to listen to that. I, yeah, I would not want to listen to that. Um, and so I, what I, one of the things that's always driven what I do is I try to produce something that I would want to listen to and, and so I will have uh, some really good guests on that uh, I already have relationships with. Um, my wife will probably sit in some. And then I also want to make a call out to our listeners that um, I would love some of you joining on how you've benefited from Sexy Marriage Radio, the journey you've had, uh, some success stories, and how. Because we can get bogged down. Uh, it's kind of a double-edged sword if you think about our show, that Sometimes we can produce all this kind of hope about what marriage and sex life can be mm -hmm. that people that are really struggling are like, God, oh, that just hurts to hear about. But sometimes it we can go on like the other. Yeah. Sometimes we go on the other extreme where we get caught in the hurt and the pain that people that are going along are like, oh, so glad I'm not there, you know, or, or it's like, <laughs> man, that hurts. And, you know, so it's, it's, we got to honor both of those. Right. But I also want to spend some time because we've had some emails about this. Of I'd love to hear some success stories of exactly of how this has impacted people and and what you have done specifically that's helped you navigate. Because if it works, I mean, there is a phrase that I use with the mastermind groups of what, what one man can do, another can do. Mm -hmm. and, and so it's that idea of, hey, what one couple can do, another can do. And maybe some of what we propose doesn't spot on work, but a variation of it does. And that's worth noting and pointing right. out. And I think of so many couples at the getaway who were talking about how they hear some of the things that we share on the show and they think, yeah, we remember that season. We've been through that. Yeah. We know how that feels. 
And so I think having some of those couples yeah. on to share their success stories would be an amazing addition to the show. So we really appreciate the the feedback email that yes. said, we don't want to just hear listeners who have problems. We want to hear from listeners who have, have solutions. Yes. And so, yeah, great okay. idea. And so that is a great idea. But um, so where we stand right now is Shannon's going to take a break uh, from the co-host chair on the air with me. Uh, I will take the reins and try to steer it out of the ditches and keep it on the path. Um, <laughs> I'm not concerned about that. <laughs> That's an attempt at self-deprecating humor and a swing and a miss. Um, <laughs> but uh, sabbatical does not start right now after this announcement because I've got fantasy girl still in the co-chair of me. <laughs> and, and so I, where I want to go with this episode is an email that just came in. Before we do that, can I just make a quick sidebar addition to that conversation? Yeah. For those who are part of the Sexy Marriage Radio Academy, I will be doing the Q&A call this next Monday night yep. so that if people have further questions or encouragement, yeah, I'm so, certainly wide open, but I also just want to give a plug for yep. folks to Sexy give Marriage the Radio Academy, Academy a try. It's just been an amazing experience to grow closer to this group of people and it seems like there was another thing that I was going to toss in there, but my mind has drawn a complete blank. So obviously it wasn't that important is what my mama used to say. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> she said, well, if it was that important, it'll come back around to you. Yes, it will. <laughs> well, we had the closing of the show. You can oh. always add it back in. Oh, here oh, no, it is. Look at that. She Ta-da. found it. So if couples do have a success story, should they just fill out the form? Either on, one. Yeah, we have a forum on Sexy Marriage Radio. let you know yep. that they would like to be on the show during my sabbatical to share a success story. So feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. And in the subject line, I want to be on the show. That That's pretty clear. And then give me there some details. Go. Or we have a form on sexymarriageradio.com that also lets you give much more detail too. So either way works. Uh, this is a dialogue. It's not a call-in show in a sense that we are recording live on the air and people can call in you know, spontaneously. So, but yeah, anything like that, I'm, I'm, we're all ears and I'm all ears and want to hear it. Let's dive into fantasy now. Right. So here's the email that came in that, um, he's an avid listener and he has, uh, fantasies, but he's, he's curious about his wife because she's not one that seemed like she does. And so he was from the listening to the fantasy episodes we've had, he asked her to spend some time thinking about her fantasy. He has a lot. He's laid out a couple of them. And to her credit, she's willing to try some of the things, you know, that are new and maybe out of her comfort zone. But most of the time, she lays out, he lays out something personal. She listens, but it never really comes back up again. Yep. So when she finally did unfold one of her fantasies to him, she said, uh, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you, I'm warning you, it's kind of boring and his phrases. And it was, it was basically what turned out to be a fantasy. What turned on her was a tidy, cleaning, clean room and feeling very safe and secure, you know? So it's like, okay. So it's very, what do you do with that? Right. So <laughs> it, it, it's, it's an interesting thing because I love the way he ended it that, um, he was like, I'm going to go back through the archives. Cause he hadn't, he's a binge listener, but he hasn't gone through everything yet. But he's like, what do I do? And ha- do, have we done anything that addresses a very vanilla fantasy? Mm-hmm. Because there's, there's emails that come in on this. Because we do have both extremes. 
Uh, there are right. some that there's fantasy and that's worth exploring. What is it, where that come from? What does it mean? There's also the aspect of fantasy that's role play and the more of erotic kind of a thing. It's not necessarily a wounding in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a, Hey, I just kind of have this vibrant, but then there's also this, I don't have fantasies. You know, my fantasy is, yeah, <laughs> that's my fantasy, you know, being on a tropical <laughs> island by myself. <laughs> it reminds me of the brawny commercials about how there would be this scene of of a woman fantasizing about this really hunky man, and he's cleaning the floors yep. or scrubbing the toilets, yep. and it's like that, that really is kind of a fantasy for some women to so, have a husband. Yeah, who's, oh. so it is worth exploring. What do you do when you're when either you or I guess from the spirit of this email your spouse has very vanilla fantasies. I'm so glad that this topic came up when it did, because just three days ago, I heard this interview on the radio with the the band Berlin, who has this song called Sex, which you probably remember from high school. It, it was way back in the 80s, probably. But the the lead singer was talking about how she approached her husband and was like, Hey, do you want to be like the pirate and I'll be like the damsel in distress? Or do you want to, do you want to be, um, you know, some sort of rock star and I'll be a, a fan in the audience. Like she was just trying to weave in some, mm-hmm. some fantasy role play. And he was like, babe, I'm just a man. And so if you, if you heard that song again, you would hear her say, you know, I'm a goddess. And then you hear the man say, I'm a man. And she's like, I'm a pirate and I'm a man. And he just keeps going back to, I'm just a man. Right. Well, sometimes women are just women and they don't, that they don't need fantasy. And so I'm going to, this is going to feel kind of like a bookend Corey, because I remember the first two shows that we ever did together. (laughs) That's why this is perfect. Because that's why I need to use you before you leave in this regard of (laughs) come on girl. Hey, I'm going to at least put it out there. That way. I'm going to put it out there. There you go. (laughs) I don't mind being a fantasy girl in that regard. There you go. Uh, Now, I love it when people consult me on fantasies. So what I want people to remember is that fantasy is usually the go-to in a person's mind that has trauma. Fantasy is the brain's way of compartmentalizing pain long enough to make room for pleasure. But if people haven't had a lot of trauma in their life, They may not need that in their brain. They may be able to be fully present mentally and, and just let it be an organic experience of, I like when my partner touches me here, or when you say Mm -hmm. this or that they don't need to go somewhere else in their head or be somebody else or pretend that their partner is somebody else. And so for a woman or a man who says, I'm just a man, or I just have vanilla fantasies, that's not, don't take that personally as they're shutting you out or don't want to play the game they're being honest and that's that's vulnerability right there they're they're saying yeah i don't need that right but i do think that it could be healthy if your partner does need some fantasy or role play on occasion that if it's not offensive to you and it doesn't feel degrading what's the harm in playing the game just think of it as the way that when you were a kid you used to play pretend Okay, you be the dad and I'll be the mom. Okay, you be the doctor and I'll be the patient. You know, that type of thing. It's it's just something that's fun in the human brain. It doesn't mean that your spouse is a pervert if they want to do fantasies or role play. It's just you're wired differently. You had different experiences growing up and everybody's sexuality is as unique as your thumbprint. Mm-hmm. No two people are going to have the same fantasies or the same intensity of fantasies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's – I think it's worth also noting – 
that, you know, what you've brought to the table with, with your work and then on the show is the idea of what if you, what if you look at your fantasy through a different lens? I like that. I think that's great. That's very, very helpful. There's also an aspect as far as I think of, there's an aspect of fantasy that's kind of the role play that it's not a mental thing. It's almost like play acting like you're talking about. It's a, let's, let's real time this thing out. That's fantasy. There's also a dreaming and longing for something. That's fantasy. And so mm-hmm. there's, there's multiple meanings we can attach to this, and it's worth at least allowing where this could go. You know, what I, I always think of the term of, of looking at anything that, that pops into my brain or anything I dream about. I mean, let me give you, uh, you maybe have been trained in this too, but I love it. I, w- I was taking a class in my doc program, and the professor was known for dream therapy. And so he said, let me tell you, uh, I'll get one whole class with, he had kind of built this whole thing up of, I'm going to teach you how to become a dream therapist. And so we're like, oh, sweet. I, I'm so excited. So everybody, everybody was in attendance that day, notebooks ready. And so he said, okay, you sit down and you have your client explain the recurring dream. Cause this is only f- true with recurring dreams for the most part. So they explain it. And then you look them square in the eye after you've joined with him, you say, what do you think that means? <laughs> there's there is dream therapy because that's it it's the whole point of okay so that just happened in my subconscious that was so weird that was so wild out of the okay wonder what that could mean that's what we need to do with our fantasies i think okay what could that mean it could be something that turns me on it could be something that's trying to heal it could be there's a lot of things that come from it and so i would right. posit that vanilla fantasy what does tidy clean room mean mm. And the safety that she alluded to, that she's just secure. I would imagine that, you know, somebody who had a little bit of chaos in their home or somebody who felt out of control really likes the feeling of being in control. And sometimes a tidy room or just at least being in control of your environment can, or there's a psychological need to that. And the other side of it would be they were raised in tidy and control. And that's what produces comfort for them today, even to this day of like, that's what becomes known. I was reading, I can't remember the authors, but I think it's called love in the present time, love in the present, love in the present time, I believe. And they made a comment of looking at your family of origin that we try to recreate our familiars. And I love that phrase that Mm -hmm. it's not the traumatic things that always impact us. It's also the familiars that impact us. Well, and and that's what I was going to say, too, is that fantasy is the brain's way of trying to recreate scenarios in order to win this time. So if in your family of origin, again, if you felt out of control, now you want to win and feel in control. Or if you felt like your feelings didn't matter, maybe you want to feel more dominant in your fantasies. There are a lot of women who have a domination fantasy because they felt as if they that, that they were just belittled in their family of origin. So they want to have the, they want to regain the power that they lost. You really just have to look at what is it that you needed to escape as a child, or what is it that you may feel the need to escape today? Like the woman who just fantasizes about being in a tidy room and feeling safe. Is there something going on in that household in the present that is making her feel out of control? Is, Is there, is there multiple children running around and nothing ever stays clean and, and, and that's making her feel out of control. So just honoring the fact that people have different fantasies for different psychological reasons, but they're all valid. Mm-hmm. And just because it's not, you know, I hate to use the word cheap or tawdry because it, well, it's, 
just because they're not like really wild sexually right. doesn't mean that they're not still very, very valid to them. I had a client who would talk about, she just needed cocoon sex. She just wanted the covers up and around her. And she wanted her husband's naked body close to her, the lights off. And she just wanted to feel as if she was safe in a cocoon. And when I looked at her childhood experiences, it's like, I can understand yeah. why that would bring you enough comfort that you can switch gears into sexy time mode. Because that's what fantasy is really all about is shifting gears from your everyday way of thinking to a sexy way of thinking that releases the chemicals that cause the pituitary gland to send blood flow to the clitoris or the penis and, and make you excited and aroused. Right. And, and so even if it's a vanilla fantasy, use it for, for you know, the purpose that it's intended. God wired our brains this way. And whether it's a vanilla fantasy or a chocolate vanilla fantasy or a Neapolitan fantasy or you remember yeah, Neapolitan ice cream? I do. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Just use your brain in the way that, that works for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other thing, cause let's switch gears just a little bit because that's good counsel for the vanilla fantasy person. Now let's talk about the vanilla fantasy spouse, <laughs> you know, that, okay. that they're married to thing before we shift to the spouse. Yes, you may. No, you can't. I'm taking also, the reins. No, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I would also say that I mean, there there are some people who the reason that they don't have fantasy is because they've never learned to get themselves aroused. And so I do want to add that you need to get yourself aroused for a, a healthy sexual encounter. And okay. that's not your spouse's responsibility. That's your responsibility. So if you need to use some sort of fantasy to trigger that part of your brain, then feel the freedom to do it. But if you can get aroused without fantasy, more power to you and the spouse needs to respect that, you know, my wife or my husband doesn't need that for themselves, but okay. if you need it. So now let's shift gears to the spouse. Okay. Yeah. Because that's one of the things that's important to recognize is sometimes if you're talking about um, somebody married to a person that has vanilla fantasies or no fantasies that at least are, obvious or clear or wow that's not even close to erotic that's just kind of comfort of life and that's still a fantasy i think that's one thing that's worth noting is it's still a fantasy so it's not that they don't have fantasies it's just mm -hmm. not erotic or risque it's not the stuff that porn or right. erotica is right. made of so my question then becomes because this email came from a husband and so i'm going to speak directly to the husband and i know that the reverse can be true but my question becomes if you are the one that wants her to have fantasies, to have, because I think he even makes a comment that what I was hoping was buried deep down was this passionate sex goddess that fantasies would awaken and, mm -hmm. and I could, you know, have, we could figure out ways to access it and figure out ways to really awaken that animalistic side of nature of her. And okay, yeah. I can understand the desire for that. Speaking as a married man, That's I can understand. Fantasy. Yeah, well, but speaking as a married man, I can understand the desire. Sure. If you look at this, I, I guess my question becomes, is she responsive to your leading of things because that's where we get into troubles in married life i think is the higher desire spouse male or female this fits mm -hmm. they usually will take the stance of well they don't have or lead or make the moves or shift and alter gears or take the reins like i do so therefore they don't have it at all rather than somebody still got to lead that's the dynamic of sex 
Right. And so somebody's got to look at this. So I always, my counsel would be, and I've had a, a slew of these the last few weeks of, of couples and individuals that I, my, our, our sessions are all about, maybe you need to look at this through a different lens and not, are they doing it the way you do it, but are they responding to you? Because that's mm-hmm. a different dynamic. Because then it could just be, in this case, he has to realize, I am the fantasy driver. I have a participant that's willing and responsive to this. Mm -hmm. So maybe I set the scenario with her fantasy of clean and tidy and safe and secure. And then I interject some of my fantasy and it might not be ahead of time. It's in the midst of. It's a, I shift it, I alter it and I throw us on a course that's completely different. And that awakens something different. That changes the dynamic. And it could be too that sometimes the best time to introduce the concept of fantasy or role play isn't when your partner is not yet aroused. Sometimes it's in the state of arousal right. that something can sound or seem appealing. But when you're not aroused, it can be like, well, what would be the point of that? You know, so maybe choosing your timing a little bit better. And I know that that's that's scary vulnerability right there <laughs> to wait until you're both aroused and then be like, what about this? I might rock the boat and ruin it. Risk of rejection yep. right there. Yeah, but it, it, I think that it might improve the chances of both partners kind of jumping off the cliff together, hand in hand into that realm Yeah, that yeah. they're both feeling that adrenaline rush that's already coursing through their veins simply because they're aroused. So maybe that's an easy way to kind of wrap this whole show up because it's it's let's look at the whole concept of how we want maybe fantasies to how they're viewed versus how they maybe need to be viewed. Mm-hmm. That don't we, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'll, I'll speak from my experience. Fantasy to me is the idea of the entirety of the story, the entirety of the I- event, the entire, it's beginning, middle and end. It's, it's the whole story arc. But what if we were able to look at fantasy in married life as it, maybe it's used to get us going. And then we switch into present to finish the deal. <laughs> maybe it's a role mm-hmm. play that's all the way through. And then it's, it is kind of a fantasy moment where I'm the pirate and you're the, the captor or I don't, I, right. I just, yeah, I suck at this. So it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's seeing it, <laughs> it's seeing this as this dynamic that maybe we need to just really examine what meaning are we placing on the whole word of fantasy? Right. And maybe that helps shift it some. Well, and also know that your journey is going to be unique to you as a couple. So the way that you arrange that just now, it could be the exact opposite that would work for you. Every couple is unique. I would say keep experimenting, keep exploring together, keep your minds open. And remember that sometimes sex isn't just about what you need. Sometimes it needs to be about what your partner needs, and that will open them up to feel safe to give you what you need in return and be reciprocal. Maybe so. Maybe so. And so... Man, I got to say thanks to the emailer because this is per- – you talk about perfect timing. Yeah. Of, of vanilla fantasies need to be discussed, but it's also, I think, important to look at the premise of it, that vanilla fantasy still is fantasy. Yes. And so let's look at it from that view, and maybe that gives a little bit of an empowerment to see it as, okay, hold on. She was honest with me. He even made that comment of I tried to just acknowledge it and was honest and it's like, thank you for sharing. I, I'm glad to know that. And – but now what do I do with it? Well, that's a different topic of how do you still kind of take the lead is my, my, my mindset. How do I set the tone? How do I guide it? Yeah. 
Yep. Good stuff. It is. Well, Shannon, um, on ha- on behalf of myself, my wife, and all the listeners that we have, uh, blessings on on what is to Thank come. You. And Thank you. Um, this has been Happy f- birthday to me. Happy anniversary <laughs> to me. Happy sabbatical to me. <laughs> this has been fantastic. Well, Thank you for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing that brings us, brings you to us, I'm so grateful that you do. And can't wait until we see you next time. Yep. We love you for listening.